Hi, and welcome to Ear Tours American History. This podcast is to tell stories of American history as told by Doug McCormick, a tour guide and history enthusiast and co-hosted by his daughter, Brianna McCormick, who doesn't remember dates and facts about anything despite being told several times. We hope you enjoy these stories. Let us know if you have any feedback. Thank you for listening. Okay, what are we talking about today, Dad? Well, we finished our three uh, discussions on Thomas Jefferson. So we're going to move on to James and Dolly Madison. Of course, uh, Madison was the fourth president. Jefferson's the third president. Madison's the fourth president. They were great friends and collaborators. They were both Virginians, uh, both brilliant. Um, but we'll talk about James Madison and Dolly, uh, Dolly Madison. When I was a kid, everybody uh, knew Dolly Madison from the food, uh, the desserts. I never really ate that many of them, but... I don't uh, understand. Yeah. Why, are, why is she known for desserts? Uh, when I was a kid, uh, you would go to the store, and there were actually, uh, they called them uh, Dolly Madison cakes. And, uh, oh, you know. Did she bake cakes? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. It was just the company name when I was uh, when I was young. Dolly uh, Madison yeah. Cakes. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I say, when I mostly when I heard, uh, uh, I didn't hear James Madison very much growing up. Uh, I heard Dolly Madison, and <laughs> it was because of the uh, the food products that they they made. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, James and Dolly Madison, uh, we'll talk about them and then we're going to talk about their son named, uh, John Payne Todd, who, okay. who went by the name Payne, P-A-Y-N-E. So, uh, okay. now of course, James Madison famous as a politician, secretary of state, president, and probably one of the most famous things he's he's known for is being the, they call him the father of the Constitution. Well, I didn't remember that from yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, when you think of the founders, uh, of course, there's Washington, Adams, uh, Madison, Jefferson, um, Franklin, but James Madison uh, was a brilliant political thinker, um, again known as the father of the Constitution, although in the Constitutional Convention there were quite a number of people who, uh, the men who participated, but uh, we're not going to talk about uh, Madison's political career today. Okay. We're going to save that for the second talk, and in particular the second talk, because uh, we've been running over on time on these, so we're going to try and hold this down to no more than 30 minutes for sure this time. So um, we're not going to talk about uh, the father of the Constitution. That will be a separate talk uh, next time. Okay. Uh, but we're going to talk about Madison's family 
and you know his personal situation, his marriage to Dolly, and his stepson, Payne. Okay. So anyway, just some quick background to get started. Uh, Madison is a Virginian. He's born in March of 1751. He has, he's one of 12 children in his family, yeah. and he, he's the oldest one. Of the 12, uh, six survived to be adults. Um, he is in central Virginia. Uh, the area that they live, his father builds a new house, and it eventually becomes Montpelier. So Montpelier is the famous plantation that is associated with uh, James Madison and, and Dolly. Okay. Uh, you can visit Montpelier. Uh, it's very much like it was. Uh, they, in fact, Montpelier was eventually ended up in the DuPont family and they modified it quite a bit. Who was the DuPont? Family? The DuPonts um, were millionaires uh, in the um, chemical business. They had Montpelier for a while, and the long story short there is once they, uh, Montpelier goes back into uh, essentially being available for people to visit, mm -hmm. uh, about 15 years ago, they put it back to the way it was in the, uh, so they tore down some of the DuPont uh, additions to the, the house and put it back to the way it was in the uh, Madison era. Oh. So when you go to Montpelier today, it's the way it was in uh, James and Dolly's uh, time. Okay. So, and again, part of the reason we're doing these is uh, American History Tours, I'll take you to Montpelier. Well, that's uh, in central Virginia, you can visit Monticello, Montpelier, and James, Ma or James Monroe's place. Also, they're all very close together, um, and they're all very interesting. But anyway, so back to uh, James' father builds what becomes Montpelier. He actually remembers as a kid, uh, when he's about eight or nine years old, helping move furniture from where they were into the new, into the new place that eventually becomes his home for the rest of his life. Hmm. Uh, Madison is... Uh, he's not physically imposing. He only... What does that mean? He's short? He's short. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to okay. get to that. Oh. He's, he, when he grow when he's at his full height, he's just barely over five feet tall. Oh, he's real short. He's, he's real short. <laughs> and he's a hypochondriac. Oh, no. <laughs> so basically, most of his life, he uh, thinks he's sick most of the time, indigestion, that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, but... Interestingly enough, of all the founders, he lives the longest of all of them and lives till he's 85 years old. Oh my goodness. So uh, he goes to William, he does not go to the College of William and Mary. You might remember William and Mary was the place in Virginia up till then. Um, Jefferson attended there, others. Uh, but. Madison does not go to William and Mary. He goes to what's called the College of New Jersey mm. in 1769. Was that any good? Well, it becomes Princeton University. Oh. So, well, <laughs> so yeah. Kind of good. 
and he's so smart that he graduates in two years. <laughs> uh, so he graduates in 1771, uh, comes back to Virginia. Well, he, he spends one more year there uh, studying under a, a uh, mentor, but then comes back to Virginia and, and kind of is wondering, okay, what am I going to do? A mm -hmm. uh, couple years later, one of the first thing he, things that he gets passionate about is, uh, you might remember Virginia was Anglican. No, uh, don't remember that. Yeah, that was the Church of England. And the thing to notice, to note about the Anglican, uh, the Anglicans in Virginia is to be anything in Virginia, you had to be an Anglican. Mm. And there was, tax money was actually used to pay cler clergy. Mm. So one of the first things that Madison got passionate about was the, there were Baptists and uh, the Anglicans were not happy with some of the Baptists. And long story short, Madison, one of the first things he gets into is religious freedom. Oh. So uh, at that point, we'll stop with James uh, because you could spend hours and hours on his political career. The, we'll talk, as I said, the next time on the Constitutional Convention. Okay. Uh, but we're going to go into a little more of the personal situation now. Okay. Uh, and we'll talk now about Dolly Payne. Okay. That's how she was born, P-A-Y-N-E. She was born in 1768 in North Carolina. She's the fourth of eight children. Uh, her family is a is Quaker, which was a um, a Christian community, but it was different in that uh, they really didn't have, they didn't believe in like pastors, priests. They thought conscience was all important, uh, and. Quakers are not supposed to fight in wars. You're not supposed to do anything to harm anybody. Okay. Um, anyway, the, the Payne family moves around. When she is 15, the family moves to Philadelphia. So in 1783, Dolly Payne is 15 years old. She's in Philadelphia. She's there for and grows up. And her first marriage is in 1790 to a lawyer named John Todd. Wait, T how old was she then? She was, uh, well, she would have been 21. Okay. 20, 21, right in there. So she marries a lawyer. So she marries a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And things are going well. They have two sons, but unfortunately... Well, let me give you the particulars. John Payne Todd, mm -hmm. who goes by Payne, and he's the one that survives. Uh, he's the one we're going to talk about uh, in more detail. This is the son. He's the first son. Okay. The second son, William Isaac Todd, only lives three months. Oh. He's born in 1793, but only lat lives for three months. And here's the tragic thing. Uh, both... Dolly's husband and the youngest son die on the same day. What? Yes, uh, because a yellow fever epidemic came through Philadelphia. Aww. It devastated, it killed like 10% of Philadelphia. Aww. So That's Dolly sad. is devastated, uh, but she uh, eventually meets James Madison and marries him uh, roughly about a year later. Do you know how they met? 
Well, yeah, interestingly, uh, Aaron Burr, which you might oh, remember yeah, from him. who, <laughs> from uh, we've, people have been listening or to Hamilton, the play, and, and seeing that. Uh, Aaron Burr, of course, killed Hamilton. Aaron Burr was a vice president, uh, got himself into trouble. But anyway, uh, I think it was, it's just kind of a quirk of uh, history that Aaron Burr was handling Dolly Payne, or by that time she was Dolly Todd. Mm -hmm. um, he was handling her estate, and Aaron Burr introduce, introduces her to James Madison. <laughs> Do we know how tall she was? She was 5'6", so she was about 6 inches taller than oh, he was. Oh, man. Well, roughly, 5, yeah. 6 inches taller. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, so it wasn't a deal breaker for her. It was not a deal breaker for her. He must have been super smart. Well, it's very interesting because uh, Madison was this cerebral, um, academic, not very, you know, passionate uh, as far as his uh, expressions. Dolly was vivacious. Um, you know, got along with people immediately. But those two ended up, it's one of the interesting things I think in U.S. history is that Madison was able to convince Dolly to marry him. <laughs> I would have liked to have kind of been around and seen him interact <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like, okay, how did you do this? <laughs> how did you get this woman to marry you? Oh, that's pretty funny. So uh, anyway, but they get married in mm -hmm. uh, September of 1794. Dolly at that point is 26 years old mm -hmm. um, and she still has her son she still has her son uh, who's pretty young uh, so that so Payne Todd is now going to be the stepson for James Madison okay. uh, they are in Philadelphia until 1797 when uh, and I'm not gonna go at this point into what Madison was doing but one one thing to keep in mind okay by 1794 when they were married Madison has already done a lot of famous things he's already uh, been part of the Constitutional Convention he's he's helped get the Bill of Rights ratified and so that's why she married Congress him. well probably uh, you know plus the fact that he was a really smart guy um, okay. But anyway, so they they uh, moved to Montpelier, and by the way, Dolly is disowned by the Quakers for marrying outside of the faith. Oh. Um, but they moved to Montpelier, so that's the first time Dolly has really lived there for an extended period of time. Uh, they moved back to Washington, D.C. in 1801 because James Madison is selected as his friend Thomas Jefferson's Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. So Madison is the Secretary of State from 1801 to 1809. Um, and it's interesting to note that Dolly uh, becomes essentially Thomas Jefferson's stand-in uh, hostess. First lady. Yeah, first lady. Now Jefferson's daughter would, when she was up in Washington, would fill that function too. But um, Dolly got to know and was essentially created her public persona 
when she was Jefferson or Madison's wife as Jefferson, the Secretary of State, being the hostess, because you might remember that that Jefferson did not wife had died, so hmm. you know she died in 1782. So Jefferson, for quite a while, had not been married. So he was a bachelor, a widower when he was uh, president, and hmm. he would have Dolly be the hostess every once in a while when he when he thought a feminine pre presence presence would be useful. Hmm. So. Now, continuing on, uh, when Madison becomes president, now Dolly is first lady. And I'm going to quote from, the, there's a Dolly Madison biography in, online. It's from the National First Lady's Library. Uh, so I'll, I'll make a few quotes from here, but Dolly Madison forged the highly public role as the president's wife. She would steer conversations with political figures, including their spouses, in a way that revealed their positions on is issues facing the Madison administration or sought to convince them to consider the viewpoint of her husband. She had a turban that she would wear, so she was very visually noticed and... Um, and the, the long story short on, again, the two of them was she had this, you know, personality, bubbly personality, made people feel at ease, whereas Madison, unless he knew you real well, he was pretty reticent and really didn't talk a whole lot. Hmm. Um, but she kind of was the big first lady. Yes. And she was really the first first lady that really made it. A, a job, yeah, Almost. not well, not a job, but a you know that was, um, well, in fact, another comment that I'll quote from the uh, biography here is: Dolly Madison was the first first lady to to formally associate herself with a specific public project. As a fundraiser, supporter, and board member, she helped to found a Washington D.C. home for young orphaned girls. Hmm. So. To a degree larger than even Martha Washington, Dolly Madison became a genuinely public celebrity. And she was often referred to as Lady Madison. Hmm. Okay, so uh, now after Jeffers, or after uh, Madison is no longer president, they moved back to Montpelier uh, in 1817. Mm -hmm. And Madison lives till 1836, so almost 20 years they are at Montpelier. Now, at this point, I'm going to talk about John Payne Todd. Her, the stepson. The stepson, yes. Okay. He was called Payne um, and was pretty young when he was uh, adopted as a stepson by Madison as he grew up in uh, Philadelphia and then Montpelier and then in Washington he was in a essentially uh, ended up in a what you would call a high school today in Baltimore okay. um, but was 
not particularly successful there. They wanted him, both Dolly and James wanted him to go to Princeton, but he was never, he was never motivated enough. And the, the summary of Payne Todd is he never ever figured out how to be successful in life. No. He was an alcoholic uh -oh. and uh, gambled. Oh. So they tried when uh, Madison is president, they try to get him to focus. And if he's not going to go to college, he accompanies uh, Albert Gallatin on a peace mission to Europe to supposedly help out on that. But instead of doing that, he leaves the mission and goes off and gambles. And he's in Paris and France, runs around, gambles, and drinks. He's a party boy. He's a party boy. Um, when he comes back in 1815, he serves every so often as Madison's pres presidential secretary. Doesn't, doesn't do that well. Uh, in 1817, when the family goes back to Montpelier, he tries to settle down there. But essentially, he never he never figures life out, hmm. and he starts drinking, he gambles, and amazingly enough, to cover his debts, James Madison has to pay off a lot of his debts. He doesn't even tell he tells Dolly about half of the debts he's paying off, <laughs> because. And the way, the way, if you read into some of it, and by the way, uh, James Madison by Richard Brookheiser is a, not an overwhelming book. That's a good summary of Madison. That's one of your smaller books, Dad. That yeah. That pretty doable. <laughs> yeah. That one's a, it's, it's a good, uh, not overwhelming summary. Um, if you look online, the National First Lady's Library talks yeah, has some good information. Uh, there's another book called A Slave in the White House, Paul Jennings and the Madisons. We're actually going to talk about that as our third segment on uh, Paul Jennings. Um, but anyway, those are some good references. But James Madison covers his debts and has to sell property, uh, give up, you know, pay money, uh, borrow money. Um, he pays almost $40,000 at that time over the years to cover Payne's debts. Mm -hmm. And half That's of that, like I say, was without Dolly's knowledge. Any idea what $40,000 back then translates to today in 2020? I have no idea. A lot. $880,000. So can you imagine? Dad, will you cover my debts? <laughs> no, don't even think about it. <laughs> but yeah, can you imagine today coming? You know, over a period of you know a dozen years or so, you're you're having to come up with eight hundred eighty thousand dollars just to cover your your son your stepson's debts. You must have really liked the kid. Well, I my interpretation is the stepfather wasn't willing to go in and sit him down and say, don't even think about doing this hmm. because he wanted to keep Dolly happy. And Dolly, because she lost her 
first husband and mm. the younger she was the he was the only thing that was left and and by the way James and Dolly never had any of their own children I don't know why whether it was some sort of a physical issue um, but they never had any of their own children so this was her only child so mm -hmm. she never disciplined him kept kept saying you know it was kind of the unconditional love even though he'd come back and expect her to cover his debts wow. so um, anyway well, that's John, fascinating. Yeah, Payne Todd, of all presidential children, you can make a, I think you can make a case that... He was the worst. He was one of the, <laughs> if not the worst, was definitely one of the worst. Wow. Uh, um, interestingly enough, and in fact, when, so, uh, contests wills and, and tries to get more money... When uh, Madison dies in 1836, Dolly has to now run Montpelier herself mm -hmm. to cover his debts. Eventually, Dolly now sells Montpelier, and oh. she moves back. This is in, uh, in 1844. She moves back to Washington, D.C. She is a, a beloved figure. Mm -hmm. She's one of the few of the revolutionary generation or that era that's still around. Mm -hmm. She lives in a house that's on Lafayette Square, right close to the White House. Oh. And subsequent first ladies like uh, the uh, Tylers and uh, uh, Polk use her as, you know, essentially... She mentors the subsequent first ladies and lets them know what they should do. But she's so poor by that time that her former slave, Paul Jennings, has to give her money. Oh, my um, gosh. And we'll talk about that yeah, in more detail. Yeah, we're going to get into that story. Yeah, right? we're going to get into that story in the third talk okay. on Madison. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah. So uh, Dolly dies in 1849. She's 81 years old. And Payne only lives another two years, and he essentially drinks and gambles himself to death. Um, so that's uh, our discussion of the the Madison family dynamic. Um, wow. James and Dolly, like I say, don't have their own children. The stepson of James Madison, Payne, causes. In fact, there's a stepson quote. From hell. Yeah. Uh, well, in fact, in 1829, he got himself so much, Payne got himself so much trouble that he was in Philadelphia, there was a Philadelphia debtor's prison that he was in, and they had to essentially bail him out of the debtor's pr uh, prison. Those prisons prison. were pretty awful, right? Yeah, they were, they were not good. Payne never married, which was probably good that... Never found you know, <laughs> Never, yeah, messed up any potential wife. Um, there was a quote by a guy named Edward Coles uh, uh, after Payne's death. He said that Payne, and this is the quote, was to Montpelier what the serpent was to the Garden of Eden. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's yeah. a strong quote. Yes, it is. So anyway, that's, uh, now you can... 
uh, kind of put in perspective James Madison's uh, and Dolly Madison's personal life, the, the struggles, as much as they are famous, uh, they had real issues, uh, real issues in their uh, personal life with their stepson. Mm -hmm. um, if you go to Montpelier today on the tour, which I think is just an amazing tour, in the formal dining room there, they actually they have a table set up there, and they have figures, kind of cardboard figures, sitting around the dining table. Uh, James and Dolly, they show Dolly in the kind of her leading the discussion and being, you know, very um, upbeat about things. Uh, Paul Jennings is there as a servant, slave, um, but that's to me one of the most interesting rooms in Montpelier when you take the tour that day or <coughs> whenever you can go on the tour. Mm. Um, but anyway, so that's our talk today okay. about James and uh, Dolly Madison. So what is going to be the next one? We're going to talk about James Madison's political career. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> now you could spend, and there are books and books, and you could spend hours and hours, and his influence on the Constitutional Convention, and then subsequently on the Bill of Rights. So we are going to talk about that, but I'm going to try and not go into so much the details of the Constitutional Convention, but his preparation and some of the some of the issues and how it was interesting that Jefferson was over in France during the Constitutional Convention, but Madison and Jefferson corresponded. Madison essentially kept Jefferson up to speed on what was going on. Hmm. Um, but we'll talk about some of the fundamentals and uh, why Madison is called the father of the Constitution. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Dad. Okay. That was good. Until next time.